0: What is up, everybody? Welcome
1: back to Mile Higher Podcast, Episode 60. And today we're going to be exposing the education system. And that's something that a lot of us are familiar with because you spend a lot of time in school. So we figured it would be kind of interesting to look more into how the system actually works, kind of some of the failures in the system, talk about our experiences, because we actually both do have very different like perspectives to bring to this conversation, we had really different school experiences. So yeah,
0: we did. So all of those things. And then, you know, I thought it was important too. Like you said, we spent so many years in school, but you know, we talk about all these other facets of our life, like government and health and all these other things. So I think it's only fair that we tackle you know, the current education system specifically, we're going to be talking about the American public education system, but we'll be talking about college as well. But honestly, I was looking into a lot of the issues that the UK faces and things like that. And honestly, around the world, there's a lot of similar issues there. So, you know, you guys that are out there, you know, in other parts of the world, I think we'll be able to relate to some of these, you know, failures and and things like that with the, the current education system here in America. Sorry. So we are diving into that today. But let's go ahead and jump into this week's new stories. Uh, the first story is actually, all of our stories are going to probably blow your mind today. But physicists are starting to suspect that this physical reality that we all live in is possibly an illusion. Now, this is interesting. So a new column in the Scientific American floated the idea that what's fundamentally real in the universe is its actual base reality isn't the quarks fields a quantum phenomena that seem to compromise it instead according to scientist and philosopher bernardo castrup some are starting to suspect that matter itself is an illusion and that the only real thing is information so to put this very in a very basic idea is, is essentially that the physical universe exists because we perceive it and it's sort of a mass hallucination we use to make sense of mathematical re- relationships with objects does that make any sense to you at all that this no, physical reality is perceived and not actually real?
1: No, because um, the like I'm confused about how if we if we don't actually have a reality, how we'd be perceiving anything like they're like because we perceive.
0: We, we perceive objects. the information what still. Objects? Well, I think that what they're saying is that we perceive the information as all these mathematical concepts and laws and and algorithms and all these things equations that essentially make up what gravity is make up all of the natural laws everything that is matter at the base of it comes back to mathematical concepts so I, it's kind of this idea that your your brain or your consciousness or whatever it is that d- decodes the information is and then feeding it that that information it picks up and then Uh, perceiving this reality which it seems really complicated literally no
1: sense to me (laughs) like i'm sorry that went right over my head
0: it's all right probably went through a lot of people's heads but basically that was
1: confusing as fuck this whole thing is confusing
0: that's why there's physicists that are studying this so i mean it makes sense but could it be possible that physical reality doesn't exist and this is an illusion like some type of advanced you know how we talked about simulation but more of like an advanced hallucination that our consciousness is creating for us. Like it's playing a movie. But if our sort of.
1: consciousness is real, why wouldn't we be real? That seems so weird. True. I don't know. I don't believe this. No, this doesn't.
0: Yeah. And I mean <laughs> I'm mean, this... i smarter than them.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This, this doesn't feel right to me person. Well, not that it doesn't feel right, but you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like, uh, what is real to me. I don't know. I would, I highly doubt that we're imagining everything, and that life is one giant hallucination. I hate these theories; they annoy me. Well, it
0: doesn't there's no information about what what created that? How what created the ability for us to have this hallucination yeah. in the first place? Yeah, that's
1: so confusing. Like there must, I really do think there's something more to life. I definitely don't think it's a big illusion. But like, what do I know, right?
0: So, True. and I mean, you have to think about it from like an academic scientist perspective. Is they're going to always try to find? you know, facts and and actual evidence to back up their claims. I feel like
1: because they don't understand how it all works and because they don't understand everything, they're just like, there's nothing.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's nothing or it's these educated guesses they're making because a lot of a lot of scientists don't believe in anything more, obviously not all, but there's a large majority that don't believe in anything out, you know, anything metaphysical, anything spiritual. You know, a lot of them, there's a lot of famous ones, at least that are, very much atheist or, you know, just don't believe in anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that could be more of a perspective they're coming from because if you have any sort of, you know, spiritual beliefs or anything along those lines, and that's kind of just like goes out the window.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, somewhat,
0: unless it's simulated in reality, but.
1: but I don't know. It's interesting. I'm glad that they're working on this kind of stuff though. It's, it's really interesting to hear about.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important that we try to figure out what a reality is, because yeah. what if we do figure it out and then we have the answers to life and the know. answers I've to everything? I know, I've said
1: this before, but I really don't think we're supposed to know.
0: No, Mm-mm. not at all.
1: I think that's like part of the human experience is not knowing the point of life.
0: We'll never be smart enough to really figure out what the hell's going on, basically.
1: Probably not. No. Unless we're like, I don't
0: know. We'll try and try and try. but yeah, 10
1: aliens or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of aliens, let's get into our... Next topics here that have to all do with space and aliens, of course.
1: Yeah, this is really exciting news. I heard about this.
0: Yeah, so this is like fresh out of the oven today.
1: Fresh out of the
0: oven. (laughs) Vice President Mike Pence.
1: Well, today, you guys are going to hear this later. So today is Wednesday in our life.
0: True. (laughs) But he issued a bold new directive to NASA to put humans back on the moon within the next five years.
1: Maybe to put conspiracy theorists to rest because we're all like, why the fuck haven't you gone back to the moon? <laughs> it's been 50
0: years, dude. 50 years.
1: Yeah. 50? 50 years? 50
0: years. man. Mm. You know, and it's like, I'm gl- I'm honestly glad because I we should be on the moon and have it establish, you know, something going on there, which on the flip side, we might already. And it's just all top secret. And Mike Pence has even read into this whole idea of a secret space program that's going on, which I feel like
1: if there is something like that, then Mike Pence probably doesn't know about it. No, absolutely not. Because from what we've kind of like heard just from people that know what they're talking about when it comes to aliens, like the president may not even be filled in. No. Like Dr. Greer said, they wouldn't know as much. There's so many people above them.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I I think most presidents probably know about the UFO phenomena, probably know about that, at least that it exists and that it's there because... The government, the Pentagon, was running, you know, programs on that, and yeah,
1: they know about the phenomena. Obviously, I'm just saying, like, if there is a secret base on the moon, like we were talking about, they
0: wouldn't know about that, probably.
1: Right, that's what I was saying.
0: But it's interesting that he is—he literally is like, "We have to do this no matter what. Like, this is a priority, and that we will use any means necessary to accomplish this goal of putting uh, humans back on the moon." Because there's kind of been this whole idea that there's another space race going on between China, Russia, and, and the U.S. So of course, Mike Pence is like America has got to be number one and we've got to, and I agree, we've got to be first ones on the moon with established base, not so that we can control it, but so that we can, well, I guess so we can control it a bit, but I think it's interesting that this is all, you know, sort of happening really fast and not only that the government is also releasing more and more information about UFOs. Like we talked about last week with Tom's new show coming out in May. Like they're Mm -hmm. literally, the government officials are literally going to be like, yes, the UFO phenomenon is real. We're studying it. We don't really know what it is. Wink, wink. But
1: I got a comment on, I don't know. It might've just been a Twitter comment. I don't know what it was on, but someone told me, which I don't know if this is true. They said that their mom was like dating a Phoenix police officer and that the Phoenix police department was Training some of the officers, including this guy, for an alien invasion. What do you think of that? Do you think it's true? Ooh. <coughs> Sorry.
0: Do I think it's true? No, I don't. But could it be? Maybe.
1: Well, not that the person was making it up. I'm sure they were telling the truth. But what, the the truth, but what if, do? like, the police was lying to them or something? I, I mean, if
0: anything, I think the police, if they were preparing for some type of event, it would be, like, massive rioting, crowd control type policing yeah. I mean, what are the police going to do? I'll go fight the aliens. Like,
1: I don't know. Maybe like, maybe the they're event. planning maybe, yeah. a attack or are planning a false flag alien attack in Phoenix. So those specific police officers are being trained. That's gotcha. what I was kind of thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no way to verify this. It was just someone's like message to me. But they didn't seem like I don't know. They seemed really legit to me. But hey, I no, don't that's know.
0: interesting actually, because I yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: Cause Phoenix, like Phoenix lights and hasn't a lot of alien stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff has happened in New Mexico for aliens. It's mm-hmm. like a hotspot. Where else would the aliens go? Right. Yeah. So it would make sense. Phoenix police are doing what if they really are? Wow. Training. Cause like, if you think about it, if the president is literally like, I mean, not even just the president, this was going on before him. If they are making a space force, yeah. chances are they're probably talking about possible invasion to police right Mm -hmm. or at least some stations have to be maybe phoenix like because of their history they're like this could happen maybe they're more open-minded and they just decide to do very true i mean which obviously i am not trying to say here that the phoenix police are training for an alien invasion i literally just (sighs) read someone's comment so i have zero way to verify that
0: no that's a very interesting point though and i think could definitely be definitely be real i mean who knows yeah I mean, we've got all these UFOs flying over the place. I wanted to just share a UFO sighting from March 16, 2019 in Las Vegas, 15 miles west of Las Vegas, a uh, UFO was spotted by a, a pilot, an air ambulance pilot. Here is the audio from it. I always find these super interesting to listen to. So here it yeah, is. Yeah, it is interesting. our year 21, radar contact, 15 to the west of Las Vegas, uh, VOR, through Proverbs 6. Edge 21, position checks. And just to advise, it looks like I have uh, some sort of object over the Southern Hills area. Looks to be about 7,000 feet. Could be a balloon or something along those lines. It's, it's unlit, so uh, just advise. Okay, uh, I'm not seeing anything in that area, but that's not to say, uh, like you're saying, there's something out there. Yeah, I can only see it. Uh, i got got night vision goggles on. I can only see it through the goggles. Oh, that's awesome. I love the air traffic controller's answer to that. He's like, I can only see this unidentified flying object with night vision on, which is interesting. And then he's like, the air traffic controller's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he mentioned like maybe a a weather balloon, but that didn't make any sense because weather balloons have to be lit up in order for them to see. And they have to be reported to air traffic.
1: Yes. uh, So that they can
0: see where they're at and Mm -hmm. so that they don't cause problems. But this was not on any radars. It had no reason to be there oh and this guy clearly saw something like yeah. flying around yeah. like it's crazy all man. these
1: pylons aren't making shit up like imagine why would they just like be
0: they're calling not in up. fake
1: things you know
0: they're not i mean no, they're, they're seeing not. legitimate ufos out there and i mean as to what they are i don't know but what if ufos are actually time machines from the future
1: Damn, just hit me with that.
0: Get ready to Yeah. So Okay, what? So this is interesting. A professor at Montana Tech has suggested that the UFO phenomenon may be evidence of time travel. In his new book, Identified Flying Objects, anthropology professor Michael Masters argues UFOs are time machines occupied from by humans from the future. Wow. The UFO phenomena may be our own distant descendants coming back through time to study us in their own evolutionary past," he wait, said.
1: Wait, wait, I'm tripping now because I when I covered that freaking John Teeter case, we go back to John motherfucking Teeter all the time.
0: I'm telling you, man, I
1: I think I believe in John Teter. Is that crazy? It's like the wackest theory. I think it's pretty much been debunked.
0: But I, I think of anything. I, I think know, that <laughs> time travel is like a absolutely real thing. He I believe that he
1: said that UFOs, the UFOs that we are seeing, are time. Yes, it's he in my did. video. I literally said it.
0: I bet this professor he specifically knows said about that. John Teeter.
1: Oh my god! So he probably
0: like took that from John Teeter and then so thought about it some more. this shit
1: John Teeter has been saying since like two thousand one. So much of it has come true. It's insane. It's very weird. But a lot of it didn't come true. Yeah. So it's it's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm somewhere in the middle. I can't. I can't commit fully. But the John Teeter thing is so weird.
0: But think about that for a minute. I mean, we always think about flying saucers and UFOs associated with extraterrestrial beings of some sort. Like, what if they are future humans?
1: Wow. traveling.
0: I mean, we know that these craft are anti gravity. They can create holes in space time, and they can literally like portal through dementia Like, just do crazy shit.
1: Think if they were. I mean, I guess these are going really fast, but I would think that like if you're travel time traveling, you'd be going like faster than the speed of light or something. Like be like almost too fast to see.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you can't see when you're in there in the speed of light. Like
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. That's I, mean, I don't crazy. know what it's like when they're
0: traveling around, but
1: what if it really is though? That's really interesting. That's really, that really cool to think about.
0: A professor like wrote a whole book about this. And he says that like one of the reasons why he believes this is because a lot of people that are alien abductees or allegedly abducted by UFOs mm-hmm. describe encounters with entities that are pure human, like which is very true. A lot of abductions that I've learned about definitely have people talking about how they were with, you know, there was like little aliens, but there was also full on human looking people yeah. essentially, which is really interesting to think about. Cause what if, it is, it's a combination. What if it's a combination of future humans along with our now new extraterrestrial friends that now, you know, inhabit the planet with us? What if one day in the future we literally live in a society where we have all these interplanetary species because we become interplanetary, other species come to this planet. And so it's it's like humans and then there's all these other races that live amongst us. And mind
1: blown. Wow. The, you know,
0: in the future, we figure out, oh, their spaceships can time travel too? Hell yeah. And we start time traveling. And that's God what we're I seeing know. is like time travelers just flying around yeah. through the sky, observing.
1: Wow. Or well, conducting experiments. Yeah. I wonder how like far from the future they are, if, if it's real.
0: <laughs> Good question. I wonder how far. Hopefully not that far.
1: Yeah. Well, John Teter said they start time traveling like pretty soon. Like 30 30- well the 30s (laughs) are we gonna like repeat the decades are we gonna call it like the 30s 40s 50s again
0: yeah i would assume so be
1: funny like oh yeah in the 30s
0: i mean i don't there might be a new term like a new like the
1: i get or people just say 2030s i guess it's not that hard yeah easier than saying like 1930s well i guess not really
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) good point
1: okay moving on
0: but the last bit of alien news i have is this is crazy a former Polish president has speculated about a possible alien invasion publicly. So the former president of Poland surprised his audience at a recent speaking engagement when he began speculating about UFOs and how an alien invasion might unfold. He snapped. Uh, Lech Walesa, who governed the country from 1990 to 1995, reportedly made the remarks while addressing a civic group in the town of Krosno. Much to the astonishment of those in attendance, the retired politician indicated that he has become a believer in the idea that intelligent extraterrestrials not only exist, but could pose a threat to the safety of Earth. This is really interesting. He actually went on to say that there are three levels of intellectual development in other galaxies, and sadly, the human species occupies the lowest tier, which we've pretty much talked about
1: okay so the all the levels that's similar to like the cartage of scale kind of right
0: yeah sort of i think that's what he was saying and i i think he was just saying that
1: compared to other beings we are nothing
0: we're really stupid and that so how does
1: he know that because like what if what if like on one planet they're like worms
0: well he doesn't know that this is just his opinion this isn't based on any factual that's true information that we know of okay but he said that you know, we should be careful that if we do start getting visited by aliens, that they could be perilous for our planet. And should we try and challenge these aliens, they will interrupt us and cut us in half and the Earth will collapse. He said cut such an invasion in
1: half? half or cut just all of us in half.
0: Come <laughs> might to have each even person and slice them in half. No, I think he meant that more like figuratively, like like they were literally I don't I don't know what the context of that was, but. Uh, He might think that like they might just wipe it, wipe us out because he said that such an invasion would set the human race back 5000 years and would require us to basically rebuild our civilization from scratch. Holy shit. Which is really interesting. Another thought like this whole alien thing, I really hope they're peaceful and that we can, you know, coexist together. But there is a possibility that they might be hostile or want want something on our planet it's possible
1: it is definitely possible but i also like i've said this before but i feel like if they are a very intelligent species enough to be like traveling through space and like you know they're probably way more advanced than they probably are more tolerant and like
0: you would think that but i don't i, I think I don't that know, i guess
1: it's not like humans
0: no but. and I, we, I think we've talked about this before but i think you know just like humans can be evil and be good
1: what if they like in us? I don't think us? that's anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility.
1: <clears throat> I feel like they may wouldn't just like kill us off. Well, it's remember <laughs>
0: remember in the Joe Rogan interview with Tom Belong, remember he was like, There's a threat.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I think there is. There's some type of Yeah, Joe
1: Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that threat. podcast, that's really something that I recommend watching, although I wasn't a super fan of the way that Joe, I love Joe Rogan. I do, but I did not like him in that podcast. No, I he's was very, he's, he's gotten frustrated. very biased he's in very, recent years. Well, he was almost, it's okay to have a different opinion or doubt yeah. someone. He really doubted him, but then he started being like straight mean to him. Yeah. Like, kind of like, making fun of him and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And just wasn't respectful, but that is a great podcast to listen to as far as Tom goes, because he has so much to share. And it really makes a lot of sense. Like so much of what he says connects to all these other things. Like I always say, all these stories connect. We see the same things in like, it's insane. Yeah. It's all the coming together. The themes
0: are all connected.
1: It really feels like something's going to happen in the next like five to 10 years.
0: I, I believe so. I think there's something that's going to happen.
1: I do too. I don't think
0: that our life and civilizations is going to continue on in, in the current way it is or, for the next. If of you years. want to
1: play like theories, conspiracy theories, <laughs> um, I mean Tom, people give him criticism because he has government involved yeah, with him. Like right. there are people working with him that are from the government, so maybe he's in on like a false flag.
0: Right. That's exactly the point I was going to make too. Is yeah, it's very possible that.
1: This threat that they're talking about. Cause like Dr. Greer doesn't really talk about the threat. Other, uh, not all UFOologists talk about them being threatening. A lot do.
0: Most kind know. of agree that it's a possibility.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. But I mean, the way Tom talks about it, he's like, there is a threat. And this guy's also in a government position or was. And yeah. he's talking about there's this threat. So maybe they really are planning like a false flag. It's possible. Project Bluebeam. Phoenix calling it yeah. now. <laughs>
0: Very possible. I, I mean, know. there's I'm not a lot. Actually, calling like very... that.
1: Don't get scared, Phoenix people.
0: I'm sorry. No, I mean this is a v- v- complete <laughs> theory. Yeah, this is just a complete. This
1: is Kendall makes up things.
0: Either way, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Better be ready.
1: It could happen anywhere. I,
0: mean, I don't know what you're going to do, but me? <laughs> no, oh. not you. I know what we're going to do, but
1: oh, what are we going to do? We have a uh, plan. Yeah. Someone asked us our doomsday prepping plans. <laughs>
0: yeah. We don't have like...
1: really much. Nah.
0: We just started our plans. We're starting to. <laughs> I am
1: not going to. I can't live my life that way.
0: No, no I'm not. If I not die, living. I die.
1: That's it. I wouldn't want to live in a desolate world. Like the idea of like going into a bunker and then everything else dies and the world's a fucking disaster. And then I come out and get to deal with it all. No way.
0: You'd rather just. Yes. Move on.
1: I'd ra- Yes. One hundred percent. Even for a little bit. No, 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 no. Nope. I don't like that. <laughs> I'd be scared all the time. I'd be hungry and sad and cold. No,
0: no. I don't know. I might feel that way too. But the like, I have this like survivalist inside of me. That's like, that'd be so fun to like try to survive in a post apocalyptic world. Your idea of
1: fun is so weird. <laughs> if we have children, that's going to be a fucking when nightmare. You
0: are kids, you want to go with mom or you want to go with dad?
1: We're going together.
0: Well, not if you're just going to like opt out. You're going to be like, we're I'm done. Oh anyways I don't know I just thought that was interesting so yeah I mean we we talk about aliens and UFOs a lot because I think it's a very relevant issue and it's something that we all should be talking about because it could happen at any moment I mean for all we know mm-hmm. or it could not happen at all and we could just all be talking about some fairy tale some story who knows but there's no way
1: <laughs> but there's no
0: way. <laughs> universe is too big but yeah I want to go ahead and get into the education system and 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 explore that a bit. But before we do, I just want to thank our sponsors for today. All right.
1: Yo, this is interesting. What do you got? Just in the last 30 minutes, they've, there's no majority for Brexit. They literally couldn't come to like a conclusion. Really? Yeah. It just came in crazy. No majority for anything. Sorry. I just wanted to put that out there for our UK fans
0: breaking news <laughs> Brexit is at a standstill that sucks
1: god that seems stressful over there
0: yeah I don't really does.
1: understand it that much though so it's hard
0: well they're, it's like pulling out of the European Union they no have like I know what it is but I don't, don't understand like, 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 like yeah, all the complications no, of it
1: it's confusing
0: I'm not schooled to that yeah. but what I am schooled to is the US public education system yeah that's
1: where we went to school
0: <laughs> that's where we went to school so mess. for those that don't know in the U S you spend 13 years in just like public or primary school. It's called different things in other countries, but that's essentially kindergarten to 12th grade mm-hmm. is 13 years. That's like required education.
1: Makes sense. Unless you skip a grades.
0: grade, which I never understood kids that skip grades.
1: Why didn't you? Well, cause they're smart.
0: That's smart. They can just like skip on a whole. Yeah, grade.
1: I had a crush on this boy in fourth grade and he got moved or no, it was fifth grade. He got moved to sixth grade. I didn't get to see him all year. Oh, that's that heartbreaking. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> Too smart.
0: <laughs> but on average, you spend 180 days every school year. That's half the years spent in school.
1: Wow. That's a lot. Because you're
0: there Monday through Friday in so the that's a U.S. a huge
1: part of our lives.
0: Yeah, it's a very huge part of your life. And then when you add college onto that, I mean, you're pushing like 17 to 20 years in college.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad I'm done. Whew.
0: And for a lot of us, I mean, if we're lucky to make it to 80 years old, that's a quarter of your life in school. Yeah. So it's a lot of time. And and that's why I think it's important to talk about all this because I think there's a lot of major issues with it. And I think there's a lot of things that can be done to, you know, elevate our public education system and, you know, not only by making kids smarter and more successful, which then in turn helps the entire country, but there's just a lot of things that are kind of like old school, still <laughs> old school, funny, <laughs>
1: Old school <laughs> that need
0: to be updated, because yeah. a lot of people don't know this, but the United States and I think pretty much the rest of the world kind of adopted this a similar style of schooling. Obviously, in like Asian countries, it's really intense, mm-hmm. more test based there, mm-hmm. really stressful there, and then like UK very like number based, yeah,
1: like scoring you, which it's kind of it's like that. In the competitive, US too, but yeah, very competitive. There's a lot of them though. Like it's you have to be competitive. Yeah. It's only so many like jobs and slots. It's
0: true. But then again, it they have like major uh problems with like kids just like opting out of, of life and stuff like they they can't handle the stress.
1: Oh, I know. Sorry. It's I bad. didn't know what like, you meant by opting out. I thought you meant opting out of school. Yeah, no. Oh, that's sad.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I mean it's a real issue. Mm-hmm. And I mean that happens to kids here even um yeah. obviously, but What's interesting is when you look at the actual education system as a whole and you think about how did we even get to where we are today and why is it laid out the way that it is? Why do we learn things the way that we do? The history of the United States public education system goes back years and years and years ago. And what's crazy is that we literally haven't changed the model of our education since the very first school opened public school opened in 1635 the Boston Latin school Mm. was the first public school in the United States. It's crazy to think about that. We still use the, the type of education is called the Prussian model.
1: Yeah. I remember learning this when I was, for, yeah, and for those of you, I guess I should say this. Um, for those of you that don't know, I was in elementary education trying to become an elementary teacher oh, yeah, yeah. for Give, like three sorry, years.
0: I meant to do this before we jumped into the just, yeah, a yeah, I guess we should kind of explain, understand us a little bit more and why we're talking about this.
1: Yeah, I guess we just should explain our experience yeah. a little bit. So, yeah, um, I grew up very different than Josh because I was a struggler in school um I tried really hard like I was a good student I didn't get in trouble or anything I tried my best but I have learning disabilities and so I was in a lot of like special education um in elementary school and middle school and then in high school I chose not to take the extra help which now looking back I was like that was dumb (laughs) I should have done that because I had an IEP which um uh, allows you to have extra time individual education plan
0: right right
1: and that allows you to, like, have more times on tests and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. And
0: so what? So, OK, so. What about high school and college going to that?
1: Yeah, in high school, I did everything. I didn't have any special education in high school because of my choice. My parents let me decide if you I got, wanted it.
0: Like good grades like you got.
1: Yeah, I left school grades. with a two nine, I think. Two nine. Yeah, not terrible.
0: B's and C's. Yeah occasional D
1: yeah (laughs) algebra
0: was really hard for me I was gonna say what subjects were you algebra algebra
1: killed me I failed it one year I had to go back and do summer school um yeah I had tutors like math was really really hard for me readings hard for me so anything that was like read a chapter or something and like take a test I was like just bombed it um yeah and then like yeah the essay or did we take what do we take ACT no, CSAPs was a standardized though.
0: test to every year than ACTs.
1: Yeah, ACTs. I like literally barely even tried on that. I gave up on the last section because it was so hard, the math and the science. It's I was tough. like, I it's can't even tough. do this. And they told told us that the best thing you can do is just like fill in C. So I filled in C for all of them and turned it what? in. I was like, fuck it. And I slept for the last like part of it because I was like, I'm going to have to retake this. Like my parents are definitely going to make me retake it. But I didn't have to, because remember the day before I was supposed to retake the ACT, I got accepted to school.
0: Yes, I do remember that. Right. You got your acceptance letter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I called
1: my mom was like, I don't have to take it. <laughs> yes,
0: I do remember that day. Yep. Which, by the way, for those that don't know, we we met in high school. So,
1: yes, we did meet in high school. We were
0: 17, senior year of high school. We dated. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we got to be together when we were both in school, which was kind of fun. So,
1: yeah, kind of see each other in which that younger weird. stage. Um, yeah, but then I, um,
0: what did you like though in school? Just for, so people know, like what topics did you enjoy? You liked history, right?
1: I actually love history. Yeah. I still like history because it's interesting. It was like real situations that I can like imagine and stories. I can and- remember them and there's like a rhyme or reason to it. And I like that in English. I liked creative writing. Like I'm, I'm not a good reader, but I'm a good writer, not handwriting. I have terrible handwriting, but I'm like a creative person. So I was always good at writing like papers and things like that. Um, but yeah, when I went into college, I decided to go into elementary education,
0: which explain how you were involved in that while you were in high school too.
1: Yes. sorry, I keep forgetting everything. I did a a year of working in an elementary school, my senior year of high school. So that's what got me wanting to work in an elementary school. I worked in a second grade classroom and just like fell in love with it. Like, had such a good time I have I still have like a book that all the kids made me with like my with they all put their pictures in. they all drew a picture with a little poem do you remember that yeah I have it upstairs in my office
0: which elementary in the U.S. is K through five or K through six depending on what state you live in yeah which ages range I mean what age you start kindergarten and finish through fifth grade like
1: I I don't know
0: five to 10 11 maybe somewhere in there I don't know. 12, 6th grade, 12 Honestly, or 13th grade. Um Sorry, yeah, so that inspired
1: yeah. me to go into education. I wanted to be a second grade teacher because I loved second yeah. grade. <laughs> and um, I was really into it. And I did pretty well in college. Like I got good grades in college. I always like got a three or higher. I was doing pretty decent. Um, cause you get kicked out of the sorority if you don't, or you have to go to the study thing. And I was like, fuck that. I'm <laughs> not going to go tables. to study tables. Yeah. No. So I had, I think one semester I had to go because I like had one bad semester and just <laughs> tanked some class. Did you I don't enjoy know.
0: like learning about the educa- yes, elementary education? Like what'd I you did. think of that?
1: I really liked it. Um, so I was in it for three years. Like I was at the point where you're about to start student teaching almost. So it was a big decision to like decide to change my major, which I did it for YouTube because I was really like, right. I loved it. I was like, I want to do something with this. So I switched to communications just in case. Cause I was like, even if I don't do YouTube, I'll maybe do something with communication stuff. Cause I just fell in love with like social media and like storytelling, like sh- like interacting with yeah. people. I don't know. Um, and I started to just feel like, I don't know. I felt really overwhelmed by it all of a sudden, like learning about, cause like when I was in high school, I came in to the elementary school and we just, when I was there, yeah, it was like playtime. Like yeah. It was like reading time. We weren't doing really hard stuff. Um, so I started thinking about how much these kids would be like, depending on me to learn. And I started getting really bad anxiety because Josh knows this about me. I have really like low self-esteem when it comes to like intelligence. I get like, just because I was like pretty bullied in elementary school for like not being able to read and like
0: a learning disorder. So obviously, you know, you might be a little bit slower paced than others as far as your learning goes, but that doesn't make your intelligence less than somebody else. I
1: know. And like, I know that now, but like for a (laughs) long time, I just thought I was really kind of dumb.
0: Yeah, so I thought I like, understand that. sure.
1: that's what I grew up kid. thinking. Like, you, cause well, first of all, I was in an out of district school for a while. When I first went into elementary, um, elementary school, my Which parents you went
0: to, you never went to a charter or private school, right? No. It was purely public. Yeah.
1: I went to all public school, right. but my parents liked a different school than the one I was supposed to go to. So they like applied out of district and it was, so it was a different school district. Right. And that's where they found that I had a learning disability and for the first, like first through third grade, it was fine. Like I was able to just work with their special needs people, but then they were like, I don't know, maybe they did. It had something to do with like our towns changing. Like literally, the towns
0: change. Well, they names. redraw the lines on, yeah. on the cities and the and the districts all the time. Something they like that change them. Budget and
1: changed, and they were no longer allowed to do special needs for out of district yeah. kids. Right. So my parents had to move me to a different school district. So I left all my friends and. It was like a pretty bad experience because I didn't make any friends. Like I had a couple of friends, but it was a really <laughs> weird experience. That's a whole other fucking story. But yeah, I was, um, I was kind of bullied by the other girls in my class. I had one teacher that I felt was bullying me. Like, I swear this, God, w- she was what? mean to me. She was, she was mean. Like I would go down to the, I spent a lot of time in the special ed room. So I would leave the, they would get you in front of everyone. Like, Hey, come on, special kids come with me. They would literally be like my group or sp- the special group. Come on. <laughs> like and it's like i don't think they do that as much anymore but i used to be so like mortified by it like all the other kids would watch you and be like why are you special like what the fuck where are you going <laughs> Just,
0: yeah trying to like figure out to themselves yeah, like, like what what's,
1: what's wrong with her like well, they
0: never, and that's i think that was a mistake that they probably don't make anymore but
1: no they're much more discreet about it now
0: and more inclusive and like so kids understand what's actually happening like From my perspective, I never understood what those kids were doing. I was just like, where are they taking them? Why are they leaving?
1: And then we'd be doing different stuff than what you guys are doing oftentimes. Like we would go down and do something different or work on something. And then I would come back to the class once I was done with that. And the teacher would look at me like, what do you want me to do with you? Like we're in the middle of doing something else. And
0: I remember one time
1: I came in and they were working on something to do with the heart, like learning the different parts of the heart. And they were building something. And I came in and like went to the teacher like, can I start making the heart or like whatever? Like I thought I was, and she was just like, oh, you don't need to, we're almost done. And I literally just like sat at my desk for like an entire class period, just watching, period, just watching everyone else. And I still, I never like learned about the heart. <laughs> they just like, there was a lot of things that I just missed because I was out of the classroom or like yeah. the teachers weren't communicating with each other. Um, in middle school, my special ed person pretty much just fed us the answers. Like we would leave for a test. She'd be like, all right, my group, come on. And then she would, literally we would raise our hands we do take it as a group and it would be like raise your hand if you think you know and if we were wrong like if we said it and we were wrong they would be like "Uh, maybe it's a different thing anyone else until someone got it and then the whole group would answer the same thing wow so it was so like force-fed that i really missed a lot of stuff and i was like really behind by the time i got to high school
0: i I feel like that didn't even like help you that much honestly
1: um It helped me with like, like getting my handwriting down somewhat (laughs) and reading. And I don't know. I spent a lot of time. I'd like to think it helped me with something.
0: I always wondered why they never like figured out a way to see where everybody's at and then like put people in classes accordingly.
1: Yeah. Like it seems like if there's four fifth grade classes, there should be four different levels.
0: Yeah. Like within the within the grade.
1: Yeah, so that there's not like a kid that's way behind. Cause then you like that. in a classroom, like when I worked in the elementary classroom, we would like split the whole class into color groups for reading based on reading levels. So it'd be like yellow, green, red, or whatever. Yeah. And like you could tell, I always felt bad for the the green group. You know, they're like <laughs> because I was the green group, and like I could kind of tell some of them were like, oh, we're yeah. The, they I do know. remember that
0: now that you say that. Yeah. I totally remember that. Yeah. yeah. I forget what group I was Cause in because
1: like they would be reading like a dog a book that's like the dog walked out to the car like something yeah, like that right. versus yeah. you know the the red groups reading big treehouse or
0: like chapter books Nancy Drew or yeah. something yeah mm-hmm. totally yeah magic
1: treehouse i mean sorry
0: and i think i think a lot of times they they do their best to you know cater to kids that you know yeah, may it's definitely a little not bit the teacher's help. fault and no, no, i no, no, want to make no. sure
1: we're clear with that throughout this whole thing we were talking about the system and what what teachers are given to work with the like,
0: structure the mm-hmm. layout of school mm-hmm. we're not not attacking individual positions by any means because no i don't blame my special different. needs yeah.
1: teachers i blame that one teacher that was rude to me though but i mean
0: yeah if you're I rude her to her kids, yoga, like, yoga
1: class one time i literally like wanted to leave i was like holy fuck i don't want to even see her it scared <laughs> me i didn't like her but anyway, so I wanted to go into this teaching thing, but right. then I decided that, you know, it was a little overwhelming being in charge of people's educations. Cause I it's was like, than, what if I have a student that's like really, really smart that they literally are smarter than me? Who knows?
0: That's a legitimate fear, honestly. And the
1: Testing and stuff. Like we started talking about standardized testing and I was just like, I don't know. And I loved YouTube. So I switched. Um, but yeah, I was, I wasn't it for a long time, but I think the the most that I learned was not in college. I learned the most through experience for sure. like what sticks with me was was those that time in second grade in the high school where I worked in the second grade, and then one time in or a couple times in college, we went to a school and spent yeah. time there. And those times were more they taught me more than the actual like classes did, you yeah, know, yeah,
0: so well, you're essentially like you've told me you're relearning like math and science at those grade levels yeah you are but you're also learning how to
1: teach yeah it's it's really kind of hard you know i really it's funny i went into it thinking it was gonna be so easy a lot of people do oh i think teaching is just gonna be a breeze
0: and you're gonna you know be able to teach a whole class no problem yeah
1: especially if it's elementary ed like if you're like oh because i'll only need to know as much as an elementary schooler does like whatever no i had to take three math classes Three science classes, and one of them was hard. Josh took it with me, and he almost, like, got a C, so that says a lot.
0: Yeah, it was very hard. I almost failed that shit. That was ridiculous. It was so
1: hard. Um, but, yeah, I was not prepared. And there was no electives. I didn't get to pick anything else to do. It was all structured education classes. God. But, anyway, I've talked enough about myself. Now, listen to Josh. His experience is pretty interesting as well. Because yes. it's completely different than mine.
0: It's a completely differently because, A, I'm a different type of student, but, B... I have a very unique situation where I grew up in a household with two parents that just so happened to be teachers and educators uh, for their entire career. So from a very young age, I was, you know, we both my brother and I, we went through preschool, which some kids don't do preschool, um, which I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of optional. But then, yeah, you know, you get into kindergarten and uh, and all of that. But my parents, w- had, you know, major major into education. I mean, they both have college degrees. They both have master's degrees. My mom is like one of the most studious people I know. Um, Mm -hmm. She's extremely intelligent, could honestly be, takes her job extremely seriously. And yeah, I mean, she's, she's now like a superintendent for a school district. I mean, she's been teaching for 20 plus years, but anyways, they pushed me very hard as a kid, as far as education and learning, which I'm, I'm honestly very thankful for that I did have those types of parents that really did care about my education but i mean there's a flip side to that but you know i grew up in and i was a what you would call what a gifted and talented student
1: gt the gt GT kids. The gt kids why do they say that like, so what are the rest of us if you're gifted and talented just like plain and <laughs> trash. boring trash. trash and boring <laughs> average it's and really trash. Bad. i mean
0: because they do call it gt i think thinking they're gonna fool kids that don't know what that means no i knew what
1: that meant i had friends in gt
0: i wonder what what you guys think of gifted and talented were you like
1: well i didn't know what they did in my head because my friend Kristen was in gt so i always thought they like for some reason i thought they went off and like built things like i could have sworn that it was like they would like go and like make inventions that's what (laughs) i thought they were
0: <laughs> yes, we actually all go to a lab. I could do swore, a bunch of experiments. Or maybe she
1: was also in a thing called Imagineers or something.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But it was like it. It was only like for part of the day, and I don't even yeah. remember if it was every day.
1: So GT is honestly pretty much like this. It's the same experience that I had exactly. with going to my special ed room. True. You had with going to the. Being taken out and going to a different room so to learn. I go to
0: the freaking mobile trailer outside. Yeah, that's where they had our little. Yeah, I areas. had a mobile trailer at one point yeah. too.
1: I had a bunch of different classrooms, but um.
0: But it was really just where you would go, and you would spend extra time, like getting ahead on stuff. So I would like go out there for math, or event- so you would
1: bring your current work there.
0: No, I I got all so basically most of the gifted and talented kids were kids that got all of their normal workload done in class and were like bored so oh, i would i would literally finish all me. my work before i even went home so i didn't even have homework for a lot of a lot of years cuz i would get through all my work and i'd be sitting at my desk like twiddling my thumbs like oh, all right oh what now God. and my teacher would be like i got nothing <laughs> like Dude,
1: i would bring home like one math assignment in 3rd grade and me and my mom would We'd get in like, it would be horrible. I would get so frustrated. She would get so frustrated with me trying to teach me like math facts. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my God. I was like, oh, uh, I couldn't do Did anything. flashcards with you and stuff? Oh yeah. She would tape them up. My mom tried really hard with me and it was hard for her because she's not that great. Well, she's actually, she was an engineer, so.
0: She clearly knows math. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But she, I don't know. She got really frustrated with me. I was pretty... And I had ADD, so I was like, duh, like looking around. Like I didn't, it's so hard for me to concentrate even now. Like Josh knows that about me now. Can you imagine me as a child trying to do like math?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be hard. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I get why they had these types of programs. It makes sense mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I, was, I was probably a nerd in school. Like,
1: did you feel like when you were in the classroom, at the, in the gt classroom you'd come back and you kind of had missed anything like did you ever feel like you were like excluded no
0: i came back oh. like puffing my chest like
1: you fucking walking would. through like oh, yeah, Go.
0: walking in but but then Whatever. again like Go. i wasn't the smartest gifted and talented kid by any means i actually oh, got caught you. cheating on my homework or cheating on a math uh, test. I remember you told me about that and my mom That's freaked shameful. out at me yeah shameful because i'm a sneaker cheated i'm a sneaky scorpio just kidding but
1: I do not condone cheating. It's very bad, but I definitely did once or twice as a kid.
0: Yeah. But then I went on and did like, uh, the spelling bee. I was, I was that kind of student. And then I did the geography bee. So I, I I think the reason why I did so well in schools, because our school and our education system is, is really based on memorization. A lot of it is on memorization and, If you're not able to remember things and memorize things very easily, Mm -hmm. school's a bitch.
1: Yeah. And it it feels like a giant waste because you're just constantly filling your brain up and dumping it. Filling your brain up and dumping it. That's all it is. You don't even, by the end of the year, you barely can remember what you even learned in the whole year. Like, it's insane. And then by the time you're our age, you definitely don't remember any of it.
0: No. I mean.
1: (laughs) I remember very few things. Like,
0: seriously. It's really crazy to think about because. Why do we spend this much time in school when we're just brain dumping information and then, you know, 20, 30 years later, we literally don't remember shit. So it's like. I guess it's like kind of ingraining that information into your brain, but why should we spend that much time on all the shit if we don't remember it anyways, like why are they continuing to make people go through years and years and years of memorizing stuff, which
1: obviously we do need education, but like the approach to it, I think is wrong. That's what I'm
0: saying is yeah. it's the approach to it. It's just clarifying. Be, yeah. Because if you think about it as students, a lot of us, when we go through college, college is the same type of way, a ton of its memorization, memorizing shit, and then being able to either be quiz tested or, you know, being able to write about something. But you know, in reality, When you get into the workforce, you start realizing like so much of learning about what your career is and what your job is comes from actually doing the fucking job. Like you Mm -hmm. learn more doing the job on the job than you do in school. So it's like, hmm, true. Maybe we're spending too much time like in the books and, and like trying to memorize stuff as opposed to actually doing the things that we have to know how to do in order to have a career and make it in our society. Right. Just a thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyways, I know what you're saying. let me finish up my, my background real quick. Um, so throughout school, which interesting fact about me, I moved a lot as a kid. I moved all over the place because my parents were teachers. Uh, the way that teaching jobs are is there's oftentimes shortages of them. So yeah. my parents actually had to move around the country. Like we, we, I was born in Las Vegas and we lived there for a little while. Then we moved to Colorado and then we moved to Oklahoma and we moved a bunch of times and I actually ended up going to like seven schools um throughout my whole childhood and yeah, I was that I was the new kid like seven times. Which
1: I did it one time and I hated it yeah. so much. Can you imagine? No, it like scarred me. Like I still get <laughs> upset about it to this day.
0: Oh, thank God it didn't scar me though. Cause yeah, I mean it's hard. It's it's extremely hard. And luckily I'm an extremely adaptable person because of it. And I adapt extremely well in any type of environment. So I credit that experience to that. But what's also great is I did get a large amount of different variety as far as the types of schools I went to. I never went to private or a charter school, but Mm -mm. I did go to a bunch of different types of public schools as far as like the demographics go. Like I went to, Mm -hmm. you know, an inner city school. I went to, you know, a more of a suburban school, and then I went to a rural community yeah, school. Yeah, you really I,
1: have gotten a taste of it all.
0: I've tasted it all, so I'm sure. You've <laughs> tasted it all. <laughs> I've literally tasted it all. Pretty much covers, like, the full spectrum, I think, of schools. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had a very interesting experience, and actually, when I was in high school, my mother was actually my principal. If you can only imagine that, she, you know, sitting in class, and then, psh, hello students (laughs) like
1: your mom, given the
0: morning announcements and like it it was bizarre to sit in there and like as a high schooler you're kind of like oh fuck my parents you know I don't want to I don't (laughs) want anything to do with them but I could never escape it because kids would just turn their heads and stare at me like Josh that's your mom I'm like yeah I know it's my mom thanks (laughs) so yeah that was a very interesting experience so yeah I mean and my parents were like hovering over me as far as school goes. And obviously I couldn't get away with shit with like missing assignments or anything. So I, I, attribute my, I think I would have been a good student even if I had your parents, but I think, I don't think I would have pushed quite as hard as I did if without my parents does that make sense like
1: maybe not quite as hard but my dad pushed me pretty hard my parents yeah definitely, no i'm not like, saying that
0: they didn't push you but i'm just saying
1: they they every year would say like no c's like that wasn't i couldn't have true. a c yeah. one one t- year i got grounded as fuck for having a c in math by like junior year they kind of gave up with like trying to make me get all b's and a's but like yeah they That's definitely true. pushed me i had to go to tutoring and all yeah well and like, i think as and a they parent really helped me too like both of my parents i give them mad credit for helping me with homework sure, trying sure. to help my dad would help me with history and my mom would help me with like kind of math and
0: yeah, yeah we were both fortunate to have parents that cared about our education and, yeah. and wanted to push us and see not us succeed everyone has that no for not sure. everybody has that and that's a major problem in mm-hmm. in schools today is like so many kids just don't have involved parents or mm-hmm. parents that can even help them with homework and stuff so right it's an it's a real challenge but yeah I mean I think you're right I think if I had been, even if your dad was, you know, my dad as a kid, he probably would have realized the potential. I think as oh, yeah. a parent, you realize your children's potential. I oh, would have
1: been thrilled with you. <laughs> thrilled.
0: Be like, oh, I play sports. He I like, all right.
1: Who cares about Kendall? She'll, she'll be fine. She'll figure Whatever, it out. Whatever, As long as Josh is okay.
0: <laughs> True. I'm
1: just kidding. My dad's not like that at all, but he, I think would have loved you as a son. He wanted a son.
0: Yeah, he did. But anyways. Well. Wow. No, no, I, I, I love that statement. I, I know. Cherish I just, that.
1: that was such a like tangent. <laughs>
0: yeah, <it laughs> Sorry was.
1: guys. This is a really kind of laid back episode because we are talking a lot of discussion.
0: Well, yeah. A lot of it's just like our experiences. And I think this, this episode gives you a really good perspective on who we are as people and our backgrounds and just, you know, why we're as smart as we are. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, like as I was going through, you know, middle school and high school, I was always like kind of like ahead of the game as far as my learning and stuff. And in, in high school, actually my last two years of high school, I took college classes. I was at the community college, um, for a couple days a week in my junior year, but then senior year, I literally didn't step foot in my high school unless I absolutely had to. And I literally was at the, the community college, uh, near my high school, taking all college courses when I was like 17 years old. So yeah, I mean I got a jump start on on college and everything, but I mean that's a whole whole nother thing with college is I basically had to, you know, kind of figure it out on my own. Um, you know, my parents didn't really offer me a ton of help when it came time for college to kind yeah. of I mean there was a lot more factors that played into it as far yeah. as that it's time I understand period. that
1: story without like literally talking about it for like 25 minutes. <laughs> no, so, I know.
0: I literally could do a whole episode just on my
1: But yeah, that was a really path, stressful yeah. time cuz we didn't know if Josh would be able he couldn't afford college. You yeah. didn't get loans. Well, so, that's, that's
0: one of the big problems is, is money. Like it yeah. costs a lot of money to go to college. It's and crazy. And I was literally groomed to go to college, like a big school. Like my, both my parents went to CU, which is a huge university in Colorado. And I wanted to do a similar type of thing. And, and I had gotten into uh, CSU and into the computer science program there. And I was super excited about it. And then my parents just like completely abandoned me when it came time to just sign some loans, which would allow me to get the money I needed in order to attend the school. So I had to go a completely different route than, than most people go. And And that sounds,
1: I'm sure really confusing. Like why would teachers do that? Like there's a lot more to this story (laughs) that you don't understand. Like it had to do with us and our relationship and a bunch of other things that it would just take too long to explain, but yeah, yeah, it it wasn't like they just randomly didn't want him to go to school. No, it was more of like a,
0: yeah, control thing. It was a control and a religious issue with my parents because, as I've talked about in other episodes, my I grew up in a very conservative Christian home and very very Christian home, and you know there was this whole problem with Kendall not being a Christian and everything. And we'll say that for another day, but that kind of cre- you know.
1: And it's not an issue now. We've no, really moved yeah, past this, like have. so. It's kind of weird to talk about it now, but it yeah. is.
0: It is. But anyways, I had to figure out college on my own. I ended up going to community college for two years, and then I ended up going and finishing my degree pretty much online. I took a, I took a semester at her, her college just for fun. Pretty much.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: But yeah. We essentially both graduated with our bachelor's degrees and
1: it was so fun taking yeah. a class together.
0: So that's kind of a, a little bit of a background of, of our, you know, experience with education, obviously very different. Um, but a lot of similarities too. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just talk about like the beginning of, of, our education system and, and kind of the history because it makes a lot of sense as to why things are set up the way that they are, um, because literally they've been set, it's been set up this way over 100 years ago and we still, you know, have textbooks. I think textbooks are kind of being phased out, but we still have this whole idea of, you know, memorization and testing and standard testing and things like that um, that goes back years and years and years. And a lot of people say that this reason for this, you know, Prussian uh, model was that at that time period, it really the main controversy with it is it kind of crushes the individual and it crushes that creativity and the ability for an individual to kind of stand out and be who they are yeah, versus absolutely. kind of falling in line and and this, you know, conforming to the system and the standards that we want in order to prepare you for the jobs that we want you to do. Does that make sense? Like that, that's this whole idea that, you know, our education system is the way that it is, is, is is supposed to prepare us for entering the rat races as it's called.
1: Yeah. And it's like the brainwashing begins.
0: Exactly. Think
1: about all the bullshit we've learned. Like I loved history, but like so much of what I learned was such swayed, bullshit like it wasn't not true Eh, Some of it may not have been true but it's not that it wasn't factual it was that there's just so much missing from the story that just was purposely left out of a lot of things well
0: think about it it's extremely easy for them to create the narrative that they want to
1: well other countries do the same thing yeah exactly you know it's propaganda
0: right it totally is so
1: school's like a way for the government to have more control over people as well
0: and, and the knowledge that they have, as well as the skills that they have, yeah. the interest that I mean, they can literally control everything. And they're starting to it's getting worse and worse and worse because they're pulling out even more of those things that makes an individual who they are. Like yes. the electives courses. Yes. That's like starting to go away.
1: La- I remember like some languages have been cut. Arts have been cut. Music has been cut. PE in some places has been cut. And that's so yeah, it really is taking away what makes you you and trying to just put a number on you.
0: Yeah, like it's score. like your worker number five or your slave number five. You know, well,
1: I meant like score you based on your test yeah, results true. and stuff like you're just a,
0: very robotic. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: like a ranking system, a
0: number in a system, all the people's. That's really what it is. And and yet we're failing to realize so many other things that makes a human who they are and the abilities that they have and tapping into you know, so many other talents that never even get discovered. I mean, think about all the people that could have been the next, this, the next, that, and they ended up being nothing or, you know, not nothing, but they ended up just being kind of your average, whatever, you know? So there's a, I think there's a lot of missed opportunity with the way that the system's currently set up is what I'm saying.
1: Definitely. Sorry. I had a point. Um, that's why I think, it would be nice to send our kids to monastery school, but it's like so expensive. It's ridiculous. But I love, I mean, I don't know that much about it, so I really yeah. can't say, I, was gonna say, I, think, <laughs> I really I don't there's know. there's more to it than.
0: Yeah. From, than,
1: I just thought it was like a school where they have like all these different electives and like things like different exploration or like more emphasis you. on the
0: arts and things like that. Yeah. Which there are schools like that. Like my cousins, they, they live in New York city and they go to like yeah. an, a but really, they pay but that's for a private, that. right. That is a private school. So, uh, and
1: I don't want, I don't want my kids to like, not have that experience that i did of public school and being thrown in with everyone you know
0: well i think it prepares you better for the real world
1: i think so too but at the same time more. there's so many things honestly i'm so scared of schools these days with like shootings and everything like i don't even want to send my kids to school like home freaks school. me out i know but i can't homeschool so many them people
0: homeschool. i yeah. guess
1: after three years of education i <laughs> maybe yeah, you should able be able to. to i don't know maybe when they're really young but, <laughs> but they're gonna quickly outsmart me <laughs>
0: But that's what I'm saying is like they're, you know, as they're starting to a lot of schools are are because of budget cuts and things like that is what, what, what they say. The reason is, is they have to remove arts, music, things like that. But so many of those things are are really important to not only civilization, but just important to, you know, the individual.
1: Yeah, because everyone isn't like we're all put on this earth, I believe, with different talents and different like a different destiny and things we're supposed to do. And if you're just putting everyone into like one box and then just saying, screw everyone else's talents, that's really unfair. And it's really sad that like things like art and language and stuff aren't like valued as much.
0: No, they're not. I mean, those are the first things to get cut, including like physical, Mm -hmm. physical education Mm -hmm. gets cut. Mm
1: -hmm. And then it's so sad that like, I mean, just in our world, like a lot of people that want to become like actors or artists or music it's a hard road like you can do it, but it's hard. Like you're going to have to work your ass off and be really, really good. Right. Um, and even then, it's like there's not a lot of money in it. So it's like it's and hard. And guess who are
0: getting those jobs that are so hard to get? Who? The kids that go to the specialized oh, private schools right. that have the money to yeah. invest in that. You're so
1: right. That's versus so true. your
0: everyday kids, you know, just like normal kids that go to a normal school, normal mm-hmm. public school, where they might not have access to that. They're missing out. And think about how many of those kids are just as talented as the ones in the private school and they are, you know, unable to do that or, you know, financially.
1: You're right. Because their
0: parents can't afford it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And these kids are, you know, and that's the main problem too, is like I think our education system is slowly but surely splitting the population into two groups. You know, you've got like 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 I think we've talked about before, the middle class of this country and many countries is starting to be diminished and starting to go away because you know more and more people are the the wealth gap is getting bigger and bigger so you know a lot of private school kids and things like that kind of fall into this elite group and you know that's getting that's getting bigger meanwhile the kids that are (laughs) oh oh god it's all right what is that they can't hear it it's the i know oh is
1: that the vacuum oh (laughs) something is like banging upstairs i thought like someone was breaking in (laughs) Oh, my God, that scared me so bad. No,
0: it did, too. When I started hearing I was like, what the hell is that? Is oh,
1: that-? God, the Roomba's so loud. Ugh,
0: I hate the Roomba, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that's why I think things are, are you know, why I feel there's some major failings with the, the current education system. Not only it's outdated, but it's starting to favor the more well-off kids and families versus the, the less privileged ones. And I, I like to think myself as one of those people, cause my, my schooling wasn't paid for. And when talking about college, I didn't have the money to go to college yeah. and I had to take on that entire financial burden on myself. Meanwhile, there's other kids that we know that literally went to school on, on and their parents paid for everything and they have no you know obligation. And some of those kids fail out or don't take it seriously. Meanwhile, I'm like busting my ass working a job like saving my money so that I can get further my education. Yeah. And I just, I think there's a major issue with our country in that we don't give the people, you know, you know, the people less fortunate or with less opportunity, more opportunities and more assistance.
1: I know, you know,
0: that's, what's crazy to me is that it's just,
1: well, too much of our budget is going to military. That's like the bottom line and some other things too. But Not enough of our budget is going to education.
0: Well, that's a great point. So this this will kind of blow your mind. But when talking about the actual budget for education in the United States, so according to the federal budget in 2015, military expenditures accounted for about 54% of our discretionary spending. Wow. In contrast, education accounted for only 6%. So to put that in a number form... Defense and military spending was $598.5 billion versus education was $70 billion. So in America, the federal government does not clearly provide that much money to the education system for all the states. They leave that up to the state and local governments to essentially pay for it. The problem is, though, is that the states are having to cut their budgets and the local governments are having to cut their budgets in order to do other things because they're they're there's other things that are coming before education as far as priorities of things to do. And so the local and state governments don't have the ability to provide the funding for the school districts and which is then creating a long list of, of chain reaction events that are detrimental to the system. And which is one of the biggest failings I think is the money aspect to it. The fact that we spend so much more on defense and military blows my mind
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when We should be spending, even if we spent, you know, an additional hundred billion or two hundred billion dollars of that six hundred billion. Yeah. How much impact that would would be?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Because that's the thing. But
1: Isn't there like a systematic pushing down of the people that in a way we don't get budget for that because they don't want everyone to succeed and they want people to stay down?
0: It's very possible. I mean, I think it's just the thought. Well, I think you're you're on to it that. You know, we've talked about the military industrial complex being a major, major factor in just the the world in this country, especially that military is always first. And we've talked about how there's like tr- so much money missing from the Department of Defense's budget and which could be all these other programs that are going on. But it's crazy that we're, you know, the federal government's not giving education any more than it is because it mm-hmm. definitely needs it. Because the problem is, is that. The federal government has to take that 70 billion, then distribute it to the states. And then the states have to take the money. And there's tons and tons of people in this country, hundreds of millions of people. I think there's like 50 million students or something. And, and then the state government has to then give that to the local and then the local has to give it to the districts. And the problem is, is that without, you know, we can fund it one of two de- two ways. We can have the federal government start, you know, giving more money to education, which a lot of politicians have been trying to do, but it never seems to happen because otherwise the state and local governments have to raise taxes on it. and so we have to pay yeah. even more taxes as part of, you know, our tax money and we've, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about, yeah, I mean, our tax money goes to the schools and stuff or a bit of it goes to the schools. Yeah. I mean, even not as much. So many school districts are running on extremely low budgets, low funds,
1: like barely the skin of their teeth getting by
0: which is just destroying them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's creating so much stress on the educators, which is causing them to maybe not be at their full potential as a teacher.
0: Absolutely which not. is
1: causing our students not be at their full potential and so on and so forth.
0: It's yeah, really, I mean, it's... really
1: bad. And like, this is how we're going to like get taken over by another country. Who is it? Is it China that their schools are like incredible?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all the Asian countries, Japan, China, Singapore, yeah. um, are among the top in the world.
1: Mm.
0: What, but actually the, um, the, some of the most top ranking countries are actually the Nordic countries, Finland, Iceland, Denmark, and the Netherlands. And I mean, a lot of people are like, well, there's way less people there, so they have less to worry about. And that's true. But then again, my point goes back to this whole military budget. Why is it so big? And why is the education one so small The the government should be helping, you know, the, the citizens of the future, like these kids and, you know helping fill all of these roles that need to be filled all these jobs that need to be filled with educated people and they're just not mm. and it, it's the same thing with with edu- uh we were ranked like 26 on a list as far as or 27th in the world when you consider the US's investments in healthcare and education and education and healthcare i believe go hand in hand with each other and many of these countries that are doing better than us the UK does better than us canada does does better than us finland's like one of the top ones in the world they have free health care for people and you know that's why don't we have that here i mean yeah again can't we pull some money out of that defense budget and stop building as many bombs or whatever Mm -hmm. and put that towards Mm -hmm. education and health care for people nice but because that's the thing is a lot of people can't afford that and the poverty among americans and and a lot of kids are even in poverty i mean kids just going to college i was i was watching a video and There's like people living out of their cars just so that they can pay for their school, their college tuition. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. My cousin was just telling me she's in grad school right now for like psychology and you have to do like an um, unpaid internship for possibly it could possibly be paid. But it's like it's for a long time. It's like 30 hours a week. And yeah, it's unpaid. (laughs) Where was like going with What? <laughs> I'm so no, sorry. No, her internship.
0: The internship she's doing is school. Oh, I'm unpaid. so sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. Duh. Sorry. I was started to think about the hours of it. But she was saying that a lot of people have to quit their jobs in order to keep up with school and the internship and they have to take out loans yeah. to just get through life. That's crazy. Life. Like they're literally just taking out loans to like pay the rent and shit.
0: Yeah. And that's many college graduates as well. Yeah. come oh, out, I know. Can't get a job. You
1: basically sell your soul to school. It's crazy,
0: and then you're and then you're enslaved to the banks because then you owe the banks all this money, and the government mm-hmm. gives you loans. Of course, mm-hmm. the government be like, here we'll loan you money so you yeah. can go to college. Yeah, but then you owe us this money plus interest, mm-hmm. and the interest rates are like through the roof. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy how much it costs. But I wanted to talk about some of the things we can do to fix the education system, as well as talk just a little bit about the recent uh, scandal with uh, the colleges. Because that shit's crazy. But before we do, I want to thank our last sponsor today. There is just a couple things I wanted to mention about, like, you know, we've talked about some of the failures of the education system and especially public education. Like, here's just a couple things that uh, teachers and students kind of agree on that we need to do. Like, why do we have this two to three month break in the summer? Like, why do they make this huge break in between years of school?
1: I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Why don't they,
0: like, actually, and they've been doing this for years, like, since, like, the beginning of time they've been doing this. Why wouldn't you like break up breaks? Like there should be a break every quarter.
1: I think that's so that you could have like a summer job or like travel or like, I think a lot of kids, especially back in the day, it was like a big thing to go to camp.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess so.
1: Like both of my grandparents
0: like went to camp. Right. But that, that's a thing of the past for many and mm-hmm. many people. Well, and many kids don't, can't take vacations. So they're just home. I mean, if you think about the, if you look at the majority of the population. Yeah. How many parents and families can afford to go on trips and vacations Maybe and stuff in the summer because... or get time off from work even in the summer.
1: Yeah, that's true. So it's really
0: not benefiting anybody. If anything, there's tons of kids that are just home alone or roaming around for, you know, during the summer months and can get <laughs> in trouble. Around. It creates a lot. I think it creates a lot of problems and I don't think it falls in line with modern society.
1: You know, it might be because during the summer months, it's so hot and they wouldn't be able to afford the air conditioning. I swear <laughs> it could be part of it.
0: Schools are generally pretty hot, though.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine the summer?
0: Especially in like Arizona or Texas. Yeah, like, have or you something. ever gone to
1: a school in the summer? I bet you have.
0: Yeah, I've been to summer school. It sucks.
1: Yeah, it's normally hot as shit. But just I didn't mean summer school, but a school yeah. in the summer.
0: Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. They- that could be. that could be part of it. Maybe. Maybe it's just too hot to have kids there. Yeah. And what if the AC breaks? Then you're sc- then you got to let kids out but I think also the argument for this is that you lose like 20 to 30% of your knowledge from having a break that long. Like part we've learned that in order to learn, you have to, you know, practice and and repetition really helps with learning it. And if you have these months in between school years, like you're going to lose some of that knowledge, right? It's just a thought. Another thing that I think needs to change ASAP is school just starts too damn early. Mm -hmm. I I think so too. Why is it like for young kids have to be, at school by like 8 a.m. 7 30 like
1: oh I know that's crazy I know and then like in high school you have to get up so early and like a lot of kids like you had like practice before school where yeah, you're barely you, getting any sleep and then if insane. you're
0: if you, you enjoy any extracurricular activities you got to yeah. literally like almost kill yourself yeah to make it through the day like yeah. you're by the time you go to practice like I, I played basketball in high school and we'd have practice or morning practice and sometimes after school practice even on top of that or you do weight training in the morning so i'd get there like 6 a.m i'd i'd practice for like till like seven seven ish because school started at like 750 and so i'd have to like get ready go to school go to all my classes so school on average is like eight hours or six and a half hours or something throughout the day and then after school, I then have to go to another hour, hour and a half of practice, then go home, then eat, then do homework for an hour or two. And then you go to bed and it's like this total grind that you get into, which maybe that's how they set it up.
1: Yeah. Probably. So you learn to
0: grind. So we're all good at grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Once we enter the workforce, realize, look, get up yeah. routine, yep. routine, routine, routine. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't help the kids that end up going on being creators and artists and, you know, all these other types of, of careers that are out there that don't require this type of grinder routine what we do now YouTube you know so I don't know I just I I think there needs to be some changes and I mean lots of class sizes are like way too big 25 30 kids is insane didn't you like didn't Mm -hmm. your friend like have a huge class and you went there and it was just like chaotic like you're like
1: yeah one of my like closest friends she was in my wedding Um, she's a teacher elementary teacher for like second grade and she got I think it was like maybe two years ago, she got moved out to the portable unit and it had no air conditioning. I went to visit. It was so hot. And then she had like so many kids in there. Like I couldn't believe they were all with her. It was like, gotta be, it must've been like almost 30. It was insane.
0: That's craziness. And it's
1: smaller than the classroom that I worked in before.
0: I mean, we're talking like literally um, a little trailer. Yeah.
1: It was really bad. Like a
0: 20 foot trailer or something. It's not Mm -hmm. big. Mm hmm. So that's just chaotic. And then on top of that, you're causing anxiety and stress for the students, but then the teachers are stressed and anxiety ridden because they're overwhelmed with the amount of kids. And then they're literally graded and their whole job uh, rides on their the performance of the kids. Yeah, How are the kids supposed to do well if they're in that environment? And two, how are teachers supposed to do well and do a good job teaching and, and educating the youth when they're in these types of conditions and environments? And that was like one of my biggest points is we absolutely need to pay teachers more
1: oh, than 100%. we do. It's crazy
0: what we pay teachers.
1: I know it's, it's extremely sad and huge shout out to all of you teachers who are out there yes. listening to this. Yes. Like, thank you for doing what you do because you are not paid enough. I'm heroes, it man. It sucks.
0: It's, it's very difficult. And I mean, I, like I said, I grew up with teachers and we didn't have a lot of money for many years of our life. And my parents eventually went into administration being principals and, and whatnot. So obviously you make a bit more money there, but if you don't plan on doing administration, it's very hard to get to make like a decent paying salary as a teacher. It's very, very hard, very hard. And so many teachers like are just above poverty, if not in poverty. Yeah. And they some still have places. to like buy
1: materials for their classes oftentimes too.
0: It's wild. It's completely wild. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, Again, millions and millions and billions of dollars are going to missiles and bombs and and fighter planes and all of this and that. And it's like, God, we're really missing what's important. Um, Something else I was going to bring up is. I think, you know, I don't know. I think that. We need to do more to provide pathways for kids that aren't just like cut out for college and school And. We need to bring back trade schools and stuff like why are trade schools like disappearing? You know, like there's so many jobs and careers that I learned that don't require a college degree that make a good living wage that many kids just don't know about or even ever even hear because they're told like doctors, lawyers, you know, all these jobs that scientists and, Mm -hmm. you know, all these jobs that require this extra education where you got to go to a essentially a corporation that's what many colleges are and pay this insane fee sometimes up to a hundred thousand dollars total yeah to just get a piece of freaking paper yeah to then go work in that that industry god meanwhile there's jobs like hvac electrical uh salon uh i mean there's tons and tons of tons any type of construction any type of building i mean what happened to that like why don't we give those options to kids because that was like my biggest thing is so many kids by the time they get to high school just completely lose interest in school they're like i'm over the out. subjects like i'm just over it it's not going to relate to my normal life like i want to learn some actual shit like why aren't mm. we providing kids schools where they can go for you know for free or for a low cost where they can learn all of these careers and and jobs that are out there that Don't require you know this big expensive degree,
1: right? I, right. I think Sending that would more people up for success in their life, right? Would just yeah. overall
0: help society, not just,
1: just the people who end up like in successful in their eyes, you know? Yeah. Totally, yep.
0: Because I think there's a lot of people that legitimately just don't need to go to college, like, it's not in the cards. Like, you, your talents lie elsewhere, and there is other things you can do to make a living for yourself. You just have to figure out what they are, and I don't think a lot of people are, are good at like figuring out what types of jobs are out there that don't require a degree. Like if it were up to me, if I went back, I wouldn't have gotten a college degree most likely because I originally went into technology and it right. specifically. And that world is heavily based on certificates, Right. which it there's all these felt
1: pointless. Your degree still feels pointless to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, literally I already knew everything that my degree supposedly taught me. And then, and then all that you learned on the job, just learning from somebody more experienced than you. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I mean, thousands of dollars later, you know, and I'm just fine without it. And yet I still have to pay the government back this huge sum for, for my college. And then the last thing that I was going to bring up is standardized testing. Like, do you think we should get rid of standardized testing or should we evolve it? Should we change it? What do what are your thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, She's like not
1: Well, because like I don't think tests, we should completely think about it. eliminate it because and we
0: have to have tests to gauge like knowledge. Yeah,
1: but I don't know how to make. Maybe there should be different tests.
0: Well, I here's here's what I was. I think it's cheap to at. give
1: everyone the same test.
0: That, but I think I think they need to give more diversity to the test. Like it shouldn't be so much like multiple choice and like yeah questions like other that.
1: Types of yes, other I ways agree. to
0: apply your knowledge. Right. Well, they do
1: that with CSAP, like you write.
0: Well, they give you the writing stuff and Mm -hmm. all of that. But, you know, there should be other ways to do it. Like some people just aren't good at taking tests. They're not good at looking down and reading and then computing all that at the same time versus like if you took a student that was maybe good at math, but they sucked at testing in the standardized form. Maybe you have them actually like do it out on a board or something in a physical sense Mm -hmm. like
1: Maybe that's how it should be for everyone that like you're you're about you get evaluated and just get a score from a professional that evaluates people.
0: And I mean, obviously, theoretically, this is like not that practical, yeah. but yeah, we there's really a reason why. Don't know. Obviously, they do it this way, just... But I think it could be improved and maybe even eliminated altogether. Like, for example, Finland outperforms United States and many other countries in almost every area. And they have um, kids just spend way less time in the classroom. They have fifty-minute recesses. Lunch is free. Students get very little homework because that's another thing I was going to mention. I don't think there's a big enough, um, you know, there's not enough. uh, God, I'm looking for the word uh, emphasis put on family life and how important it is to develop Mm -hmm. that family life and extracurricular things or just outside of school
1: life skills. I feel like we don't learn a lot of things that we actually need for life. Yeah, like and when were we talking about this? Just like when we were figuring out like credit and stuff and applying for like buying a house and stuff. I was like, why didn't we learn any of this in high school? Like there should be a class. If I have typing class in high school, don't you think you should also have like bill paying class? Money management class. That's a huge thing. That would have been more helpful to me than algebra for sure.
0: Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think by the time you hit high school, you've got all the basics of all the subjects down. And at that point, maybe you should be, opened up to more specific lines of, of education and and careers that might be more applicable to you versus forcing every kid to go through Algebra 2 and Geometry and all this other shit that you'll forget as soon as you're done with that class, you know, mm-hmm. First, and have them do money management or just work on, like, meant a mindful class where mm-hmm. kids can take time to de-stress and be more mindful about things. I mean, that's what Finland's doing, and it's clearly working for them. So is there a way to somehow apply what they're doing to our country possibly but the last thing that i wanted to mention was the recent college admission scandal which is just fucking crazy and just literally yeah proves everything we're talking about about the failures and about you know how elites mm-hmm. are getting you know more elite and you know taking advantage of the system yep in order to help themselves
1: yeah this this story was crazy my god
0: so this is a, a $25 million college admission scandal charges were brought by federal prosecutors against 50 people in the sweeping college cheating scandal, which wealthy parents paid roughly $25 million total to help their children gain admission at exclusive colleges and universities, including Yale, Stanford, Georgetown, and USC, which is crazy. Of course. Of course there's, you know, rich people that are, are game in the system and in, in which they game the system and the justice system and every other government system it seems like is corrupt. Yeah. As far as like if you got the money, you can basically get whatever you want buy in this country. Buy your way in
1: life, yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. buy
0: your way. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that one girl who was a YouTuber, right? That
1: yeah, Olivia Jade. So her mom is Lori Lachlan. She's from uh Full House. Full House yeah. yeah. And um she paid like $500,000 to get both of her daughters into USC. And when she found out her mom got arrested, she was on a yacht with like someone huge at this college, like a big
0: yeah, admissions yeah. person. So Literally not a
1: great time to be on a yacht. Out
0: <laughs> proving that they're all taking bribes. And- yeah.
1: And it's so crazy. Like in her, she had a YouTube video where she was like, yeah, I want to go to school for the Like college parties. Yeah. And you know, tailgating and stuff and want people to have are like fun. how'd you get
0: into usc that's a hard school to get into yeah
1: yeah and pff, they paid their way right in
0: which i bet there's so much more that has yet to been uncovered with that
1: yeah there might even be more people from what i've heard they've like only released some of the names there's it- like a lot of people that are involved in this giant scandal
0: corruption runs deep yeah it was even like testing yeah. proctors that are changing scores People photoshopping their kids doing sports they don't even do or activity. What was there like rowing club or something?
1: Yeah, she was. She said she was in rowing and she had never done it. And they even posed her. What the fuck? I don't think. I don't know if it was Olivia Jade. That I think it was.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty. Someone pretty posed sure. for yeah. it. Like and literally
1: they, like, got out with like a it. fucking yeah. rower and Wrote was like, it down,
0: like eh. cheating. Straight up, just straight oh, up cheating, yeah. manipulating because they're rich and they have the money to just blow. Yeah. To lie and cheat their way into university. Yep, that's mm-hmm. just it's and just you sad. Think about
1: all the people that have done that over time. Oh
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Have is, you
1: ever seen someone that like gets into a really good school and you're just like, oh hmm. yeah, not like anyone I know personally, but like you know, true. So I don't know. I feel like there's probably a lot of people that bribe. There's probably more bribery going on in colleges than we realize. Oh yeah, maybe not on this fucking level, but still could be a lot.
0: And imagine like if there's people, there's probably people on all levels of school, you know, high school that are taking bribes and, you know, changing grades. Because if you think about it, like, I don't think there's that many things in place to prevent somebody from doing that. Yeah. Like catching somebody or there's like checks and balances that would, you know, like what if a parent's like paying a teacher on the side to change their grades? Yeah. Paying them big money to change their grades and stuff. I mean, it's possible and could be happening.
1: Yeah it is possible
0: i don't know it's it's really tough it's really tough like this whole issue of of the education system and the public education system because it's like how do can we even really do anything about it at the end of the day and like my mom she you know whenever i talk to her she's always like stressed out talking about different things that she has to do and a lot of times it has to do with money like she's she's like i got to go to community and try to raise money to pass a bond and in order to just give my teachers the pay increase that they've been promised. Yeah. And that's the stress that's happening there is it's super stressful because teachers are starting to strike and demand more money as they should. Yeah. Because they're not making anywhere near as much as they should. Same goes with like first responders. I think they're far under, you know, they're well underpaid. Some of
1: the most important people in our society are underpaid. It's really sad.
0: And yet we've got like hedge fund managers, people on wall street making like millions of dollars, just like Mm -hmm. gaming the system and stuff. It's like, fuck our society needs, needs a restructure. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, imagine a world where everybody had a truly fair opportunity or even could go to school for free if they needed to, because, I mean, it's like, you know, should everybody in the world be able to go to college free? I think they should have an opportunity to, but I think you should. There should be something you have to do to prove that you're willing to go do the work to go to school and you shouldn't just be able to get in because you've got the money or, you know, you just want to go and party or whatever, like. I don't know. I just think that's kind of cheating the system.
1: Uh, Kind of. It's majorly cheating the system. It's seriously wrong.
0: Yeah. (laughs) God. And I mean, when I was, you know, looking into all of this, you know, I I did look into the UK a bit because I know there's a lot of you over there. And honestly, it seemed like a lot of the issues are very similar um, to over here. There's, you know, not enough money for the public education system. People are stressed. There's, you know, probably people over there that are game in the system. And, you know, I I think there's I don't know. Let us know. But I think there's a lot more like private schools over there and stuff as opposed to here. There's really not as much over here because people just can't afford it. I don't know. Yeah. But it seems like no matter where you go in the world, there is these similar types of issues where, you know, the underclass is totally getting screwed. As far I far that's the, just
1: like part of the world, like it's been, we've been the lowest class has always been getting screwed forever. Like if you go back to Egypt, even the, like we've talked about the caste system in the last, like the lowest people get the least amount of access to things and it's yeah, harder to that's climb true. up. Yeah, It's kind of how society's like always been.
0: Yeah, but I think, I think that there's you know, points in history where it gets better. And that's the reason why we've evolved as a civilization. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if we want to truly move into the next realm where we're like interplanetary travel and everything else and, you know, raise our consciousness and, and all of that, like we can't do it when, you know, people are, are getting away with, you know, cheating and, and, you know, the schools are underfunded teachers, teachers can't even afford to teach. I've, there's so many teachers that have to get other jobs or just quit teaching altogether and go into mm-hmm. something else. Cause they're like, screw this. Like it's not worth the, the pain and, and stress and everything else that comes along with it for that small paycheck they get.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. So sad. There's not
0: even like a bonusing system there. If anything, like give teachers a bonus if they go above and beyond and do, you know, do actually increase their, you know, classes, scores and, and whatnot. So it, it's a very complex issue. And today I just wanted to kind of overview it and, Give our you know personal examples and backgrounds with it because it is something very you know dear to Kendall and I. I mean,
1: I feel like you have fonder memories of it than me.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not saying that fonder. I just think I think we both agree that education is important.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It,
0: it does. The system's you know,
1: just really broken right now. It doesn't work for everybody.
0: Just like the criminal justice system that we talked about. It's interesting how all of our government systems are are kind of. Similar.
1: Court, healthcare, everything's fucked.
0: Nobody's getting money because all the money's going to the military pretty much. Yeah.
1: And then just not even to mention the amount of money missing from our military yeah, budget is the just budget. nuts. Yeah.
0: So it's like, what the hell? Why why are why isn't the American public clued into military spending more? Mm-mm. Like, why do we know where all six hundred billion dollars of that's going?
1: That's crazy. Where is it going?
0: Who's getting paid? Because even soldiers and stuff don't get paid that much.
1: Secret programs.
0: So what the fuck? Tell us what the secret progress are.
1: I'm not going to tell you what the secret is. Or it's
0: just all this like equipment and shit. That's just all sitting there doing nothing waiting for world war three.
1: Yeah. Maybe they're Seems building like secret they're weapons up, like. too. Who knows?
0: There's something going on because There's, it doesn't, yeah. I don't understand where all that money's going to. And if we just gave a little bit more to education, like imagine how much better society would be with, you know, it, the economy would be better. Everything would It'd be, be better. a big
1: difference. Yeah.
0: It would, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But anyways, guys.
1: <laughs> we want to know what you guys think. We want to know your Definitely experience your with experience the education looks. system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone has such a different experience that it would be cool to hear what everyone has gone through personally because everyone has like a different road throughout it. And you might have a great experience, especially if you're like a teacher or something. I'd love to hear your experience Yeah, if you're a teacher well.
0: out
1: there, yeah. Please share with us for sure.
0: Or like if you identify with Ken or I's story, like, yeah, let us know. I always find it interesting when, you know, we see people that are very similar to us and, yeah. you know, had mm-hmm. similar experiences to us. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was a little bit different than the normal. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if it was good. If you liked it, thumbs it up, subscribe, <laughs> but yeah, that'll wrap up, wrap it up for us today, guys. Uh, we will be back with a, a interesting crime next week. Yes. So get ready for that. But thanks again for listening. As always, stay safe
1: and stay woke.
0: We'll see you guys next time.